I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. In an era of online retail where everything is just a few clicks away, buying a car should be no different. That's why at Carvana, you can buy a car 100% online. We made it easy to browse, view, and buy from over 10,000 cars. You can even trade in your old car, all while binge-watching your favorite TV show. Afterwards, we'll deliver your car to you. Or you can pick it up from one of our car vending machines. Either way, your car comes with a seven-day return policy. So grab a seat, relax in your comfy pants, and enjoy the new way to buy a car at Carvana. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Do you want a podcast or do you already have a podcast? Then check out Launchpad DM powered by Podcast One. Launchpad DM is a totally free platform and service for anyone who wants a podcast offering unlimited hosting and access to a dashboard with all of your show's analytics. You own and control everything, including subscribers. And it's a great discovery tool to help people find your podcast. You may even get invited to join the official Podcast One roster with even more perks like access to producers, marketers, sales teams, and more. Sign up today at launchpaddm.com. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Want to hear something amazing? 
Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the SmackDown Live Recap on Pro Wrestling Sheet. I'm your host, John Roca, joined, as always, by the editor-in-chief and CEO of Pro Wrestling <laughs> Sheet, Ryan Satin. How are you, man? I am doing great. Thank you yeah. for asking. I, uh... I was rushing here. I was running a little late this morning, but yeah. I'm in here. We're starting. We're good to go. There was a, a it was an interesting episode of SmackDown last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I reported, uh, bef- you know, about two hours before the show, I had said that Vince completely tore up the script. Basically, you know, just like don't the whole. He was not happy with it all day. Okay. And and uh, but then you know, uh, I think it was like I, got, I think the final version was passed out like. A half hour before they went on the air, okay. finally. Which you know what? It's TV. It's WWE. It happens. It happens a lot. It's not like that's okay. out of the norm. Um, I think the main reason people are focusing on it is because everyone thought one, they thought that Eric Bischoff would be involved mm-hmm. by now, which he's not. Um, he's still just kind of like understanding his yeah. surroundings. He is. He has not had. From what I've been told, he hasn't pitched or suggested anything that's made TV yet. Wow. He's still just kind of there. Okay. Um, so. I think that people were because they thought Bischoff was involved and that Vince is tearing up the Bischoff scripts. That's right. why it was, uh, of course, being brought up so much. Um, and you know what? From what I've heard, the, ultimately, after all that drama yesterday, um, what ended up airing wasn't too far off of mm. what was initially brought okay. to Vince. From what I've heard, um, there were little things that changed, a few additions, things okay. he added or strengthened or whatever. But um, ultimately, I thought the show ended up being a strong show, a, a strong yeah. go-home show. Not like the best go-home show of all time, but mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there were things I enjoyed on it. Certainly Raw eclipsed it, I think, in terms of setting up the matches that they had to do. doesn't mean SmackDown was necessarily a bad send-off show. They had a little less work to do. That's all. It's just a matter of workload versus the shows and I think that's that has to be factored in the situation. I'm glad you clear up the Bischoff thing because a lot of wrestling fans, especially WWE diehards, do want to jump on Bischoff at any moment that they can. And certainly uh, there's all these kinds of um, narratives that get started about issues between Vince and Bischoff because totally. Bischoff was such a competitor of Vince's in the 90s and into the early 2000s. So you put that out there and you're like, okay, is this really what's happening? Is Vince once again just humiliating Bischoff all over him? Because it's not like Vince doesn't have a petty streak within him as we see in EC3. So you wonder what's the situation here? I'm glad you're clarifying that. I don't know. EC3 is involved in that. I don't know if that's a petty situation. I don't I think know. It feels like they're not giving anything to do. I don't know if that's anything might have to, do to do with, do with his with... impact pass. I mean, look at look at AJ Styles. Well, who is related AJ to him? I, mean. I mean, who's related? He's not to actually Daisy related Carter. to Dixie know, Carter. <laughs> the narrative, or I mean, the uh, storylines. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, I think that. Yeah, I. I, I um, it's it's interesting because I think the other reason is because they say everyone goes, oh well, Vince was just on that conference call and he said he's trying to he doesn't want to be in the weeds anymore right, or right. whatever. Um, but he hasn't gotten out of it yet because he, the person who he wants to uh, help him get out of it isn't quite acclimated to 
uh, his surroundings yet from what I heard. Well, it's also two weeks in a row that you've reported that he rips up the script before yeah. SmackDown. So there must be something that he thinks isn't working. Even though SmackDown's been universally considered well, see, that's the, the better show. Well, that's the, it's funny weird thing. signals to be sending. And I believe it was reported the week before. I believe it was in three weeks. I only reported it last week and this right. week. But I think it happened the week before, too. Wow. And it's funny because SmackDown has been good the past three weeks. It's not like SmackDown yeah. hasn't been good the past three weeks. So it's funny because everyone, when I put something like that out, there's all these responses like, well, Vince needs to be fired, or send, Vince needs to retire, or abort, and you go, yeah. well, I mean, he kind of made the show better at the end of the day, I think. Well, we don't know better, because I don't yeah, know, we don't know what, what the original show was, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's, this, the show wasn't bad at the end of the yeah, day. It's and not getting so, bad reviews. No. Right. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's really what matters. And like you said, I think that a lot of these storylines were properly built already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially the ones that were SmackDown-focused, so... I, yeah, I, I think that there wasn't a lot for them to do on SmackDown. Yeah, well, let's start off with a not, a not a lot for them to do, which was basically a rehash from Raw, having Charlotte come out, do her, do her uh, whole promo talking about how, you know, Trish uh, couldn't stand the challenge when it got too hot and got out of the kitchen and went home. She talked about how other people don't have that drive to keep fighting through and maintaining and blah, 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 and called her into question, basically, which, you know, it's not a true, but you, you got to do some for a promo. Uh, then she goes, let's look at my highlights. And instead of her highlights, Trish's highlights show up. Uh, and then Trish comes out to surprise everyone in the arena. They have a back and forth. Uh, uh, she says she's been dreaming of one more match and even quotes Harley, right? Harley, Harley race. Uh, but then Charlotte slap, uh, then she gets slapped by Char- or Charlotte gets slapped, but Charlotte does not retaliate. Very interesting decision. So what do you think of this whole uh, promo back and forth? Uh, I mean, it was good. Yeah. I really, I, this sure. was one two of the pros. highlights of the show. Two pro- Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Two pros doing their thing. Yeah. Um, Charlotte right now, I mean, she is really, my whole thing is, kind of like we were talking about yesterday with the acting side yeah. of things, is to me, it's a lot of times in wrestling, it's very obvious when someone is like memorized a script. Um, and, and Charlotte never really feels that way to me. Nope. Charlotte does feel like these are words that she is saying. Um, she, it, and it's it's really her cadence, too. Yep. She doesn't have some of those... Uh, some of those ticks you see of like that, that you see the wrestler when you can tell they're trying to remember their next line or whatever. It just kind of feels natural. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's because her father is Ric Flair. Right. Who she, 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 her whole life got to watch the best promo uh, of all time, yeah. in my opinion. Well, her, in The Rock, it's close. But uh, the, the, two, the two of them, uh, but, but one of the best promo worker, workers of all time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure she's had to st- a lot to study from. Or, and, and, and it actually does remind me of, of Ric Flair in a way because he also always believed what he was saying yeah. to a certain degree. So, no, not to a certain degree, to a f- the fullest degree. So he still believes everything he says to the fullest degree. Right. So, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, the Charlotte side of things. I thought, once again, Trish played her role very well. Yeah. Um, I thought that, you know, the slap was fun. It, I mean, even though she, like, <laughs> it was funny to me when she slapped her because it, it, it looked more like a mom slapping their kid on the top yeah. of the head. You know, like, what what are you thinking type thing, you know? Because it, it wasn't even, like, on, the, on her face, no. you know? It was more like, what are you Right, back up inside your head type thing, you know. So I, 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 I laughed at that. And you know what? I, I like that it was a little bit different. I like that they're saving the actual. Oh yeah, the actual uh, physicality between Charlotte and and Trish Stratus yeah. for SummerSlam. Yeah. I think that you know, even though Trish did the slap, I like that Charlotte was like, all right. Now you just giving me my fuel. Like before, it was this hotness thing. Yeah. Now it's uh, that slap to the, my head. Don't like that. You're going down. I like that you could feel all that. Uh, you know, and she was 
telling all that with their face, I felt yeah, like. Yeah, absolutely. I, I enjoyed it, too. I thought it was good. Uh, build A little more extra build-up, extra sauce already on yeah. what, a cake that's or, or whatever, a piece of food that's already been cooked really well. So yeah, Don't put sauce on cake. Well, yeah, that's true. I guess chocolate sauce. Chocolate sauce. Strawberry sauce Strawberry is good. sauce. I'm not going to argue that. Depends uh, on the sauce, I guess. <laughs> that's true, like everything in life. Uh, we go uh, next up to uh, Ziggler. He's taking on Rey Mysterio uh, after the break, and then you see Ziggler come out mocking Goldberg's intro, entrance rather, and I thought this was hilarious. Totally worth Works. Ziggler coming out, everybody making a deal out of it. He he comes out. Ray comes out, does his thing, uh, and then Ziggler proceeds to attack Ray outside the ring and destroy him. What was the reason? Was this to push Ziggler even more so in the kind of Randy Orton legend killer thing, or is Ray hurt and needs a little bit of a break again? No, I think it's the it's the, the former. Okay. I think that right. it's uh I think that it's just to put some heat on Dolph Ziggler okay. for beating up a legend prior to SummerSlam. Then you're like. I want to see that Dolph Ziggler get beat up. Do it, Goldberg. Yeah. Squash him in 10 seconds, you know? So uh, I, okay. I, I think that uh, I, I think it was merely to get some heat on him, and he got it twice because, I mean, they, they really put some extra on him. They were like, okay, beat up a legend, and then they have this whole Ali yeah. thing. Ali comes out to uh, kind of save Ray, gets into it, and then they have a, a fight. Didn't last too long, but certainly enough to show the, the skill set of Ali and Ziggler and the chemistry. Ziggler gets the clean win here, uh, uh, leading him into the fight with Goldberg. So... Uh, Ali, I guess, is a face now. With all these promos, Ali's a face now. Officially. Face, I think he's been a face I, the whole time. Well, yeah, but we've been discussing him going either way. You can go either way with it, but certainly a face now. But I don't know if the he's cr- been a face the whole time. I don't know if the crowd was excited about it. Did you sense the crowd was like into it? Well, here's the problem. Yellow think- tights don't help. Let me tell you. Yellow tights rarely help. Hey, we ahead. talked about how much we liked Andrade's yellow tight. That's They're- Andrade, though. That's different. <laughs> he can make Fucking it work. Fucking Roka. It's gold. He's wearing gold. Uh, no, he's wearing yellow. Was it? Yeah. All right, fine. Andrade makes it work. <laughs> um, I um, I think the real reason it, the the crowd wasn't into it was yes. less Ali and more the confusion of like, wait, what just happened? Oh, okay. Because it was weird how like Ali ran into the ring and then hit him with a move and just like a match started. Yeah. Well, but we've had that happen for the last few weeks. But I, I think the maybe just for me as the viewer, the okay. real confusion was when they did the picture in picture after Ali ran out. Oh, right. They do the picture in picture, and Ali's cutting a promo in the ring, I'm assuming explaining yeah. why they're going to wrestle. And you see Dolph Ziggler on the outside going, like, no, 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 no. Right. And then, like, gets in, and then the match starts. And I was like, wait, what'd they say? Like, yeah, yeah. I, and, and I'm assuming that had to do with maybe the rewrite or something of things where, where something got lost in the, mm-hmm. in, in the whatever, but in the shuffle there. But I... I, I I think that was the main disconnect for me. It was hard to get into it because I never understood why it was happening because yeah. it was supposed to be Rey Mysterio and I didn't know that we can that people can just swap themselves in if they yeah. want. Um, so that that confused me. Uh, but I did enjoy the Ali match. Sure. The ma- I mean, so Ali nice, and Dolph Ziggler aren't going to have a bad match. Exactly. It's not preview what could be if they were to get into it. Down absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do think that being up a legend makes more sense than like putting on a long competitive match with Rey Mysterio. Sure. It kind of like gives people a reason to want to see Dolph Ziggler get beat up. So I didn't, I didn't dislike that by any means. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, th- I enjoyed it as well. I thought uh, it was good to see Ali back in the ring uh, a little bit more. So good, you know, giving him a few minutes. I don't know where he's at shape-wise in terms of you know being in the ring for a full thirty or forty-minute match or twenty-minute match, but it's good to see him getting some minutes here. Well, against- he, you know, he had had that 
win over Shinsuke, and yeah. then he lost Which at was quick. Smackville. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if they were going to do something with him, like in an Intercontinental title match at SummerSlam, but that card's already stacked. Yeah, and he can't take... I, I think we're at that point with Ali now where him coming back... I don't know how many losses he can take before the fans like kind of don't care. And mm-hmm. that's a, he's in this weird, precarious place now because when he was first coming in, taking the losses after fighting his heart out was good, got him over with the fans. Now coming back, it's this situation of like, and people, well, some of the, most of the hardcore fans know that it was supposed to be uh, Ali's possible run than Kofi's. So you see him coming into this situation. What's he going to do with it? I wonder. I still think he should have come back as a heel, but I get the face thing. We'll see how that plays out. If it doesn't work for him, though. He's just such a natural baby face. He is, but if it doesn't work out, the heel thing could be good. Could be good for him in a way. Um, oh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Ray does his thing. Kind and of also, put, before put we get over. to the end of this, I want you yeah. to know, I'm going to do, do a SummerSlam preview on Wrestling Sheet Radio. So. Okay. Cool. So it's not, cool. but if you want, we can talk about TakeOver if you want. Cool, great. If you oh, want. Thing. No, don't give me no crumbs off the table, Ryan. I'm just saying. Don't give me no crumbs off the we table. We can preview TakeOver if you want. Please, I'll just record my own and put it on the Twitter. All right, we see highlights of Samoa Joe and Roman's stuff over the last week as we uh, lead into this Roman Reigns interview where he essentially just talks about what he, what he had to go through, what he's been, and then absolves Joe. Joe's a face now, mm. right? Officially? Well, I don't know if he's officially a face Come yet. on! But they're going that way. Yeah, he's going that way. He's Calm down. We're going to get there. He's we're, a face. It shouldn't just happen overnight. These are things we have time. Overnight happens all the time in the WWE. But then we complain about how things are rushed. I'm no. not like mad that they're not rushing it. I think right. that they're playing it pretty well, actually. Um, I, do, I agree. I don't disagree. Uh, I like the sit-down interview. Yeah, it was a good one. Roman is, when he's not, when it doesn't feel scripted and Roman can just be himself, I think Roman's a very interesting, charming dude. And so that kind of felt that way throughout this whole interview. Yeah, he definitely, I, I completely agree. It didn't feel like he was like forcing any cheesy lines. He felt just like a stoic man mm-hmm. who has... Who is who is being who's overcoming people trying to murder him right. on TV? Yeah, um, which I like. I, you know, the, the angle has grown on me. I'm into it. I, I, like we said yesterday, uh, I I like this sit down. I feel like they did a good job. I feel like I like when when things are switched up. When it's not just the normal backstage. When it's mm-hmm. not just the same places all the time. So I like when they do these kind of like more serious sit down type things. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like. Joe, oh, sorry, excuse me, Roman absolving Joe was interesting. Um, it does feel like we're going to kind of like lead in that direction. He apologized. Um, I'll, I'll save my full thing for the end, but the, mm. the fact that he apologized to Joe, uh, in my opinion, does show that they're going to go in that direction. Yeah. I feel like if Roman Reigns' top dog in the company is being like, all right, we're judging a book by its cover, you know. Right, like, right, right. don't judge this. Don't don't judge Samoa Joe. We've been we've been looking at him all wrong, you know. He's a he's a Samoan Joe like me. We got to be cool with him now. Uh, I kind of like the way they did it. I yeah. felt like it was it was a nice similar to yesterday. Not changing who Joe is, mm-hmm. but just kind of angling it in a different light, you know, in a different way. So that, you know, it's different shades of his character kind of yeah. thing. And I like yeah. that. And I felt like uh, I agree with you. When Roman Reigns is himself, when yeah. he is just kind of like being Roman Reigns, the person, uh, I feel like he's a very captivating person yeah. when, he, when he wants to be. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I thought this segment was a hit. Yeah, agree. Thoroughly agree. And we'll see uh, what the future is for Joe after this interview. And then what we're going to talk about at the end of the show with Roman and the attack. Um 
Yeah, I mean, what else can you say? That seems to be a, a good thing to kind of lay what's going to groundwork with what might happen at SummerSlam in some form or capacity here. Uh, all right, let's move on to Natty versus Amber Moon. Okay, uh, I, I, this is Amber's the face in this situation, I, even though she, her and Bailey have been going at each other. Uh, I feel like they're both heels at this point. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Uh, it's weird because it's they're both angle as heels right now even yeah. though they're both more natural faces so yeah. it's like confusing yeah it is confusing they, uh, it's weird how they're booking ember it's a decent match certainly some good spots some blown a couple of blown things but it then was, you then eventually they go out into it was like the a ring two minute match i just said it was a good match and then they go onto the ring and then Nat, uh, out of the ring and then natty does the sharpshooter thing which was uh, uh, her way of forcing uh, uh, I don't know. Her, in, it's her finishing move. I, enforcing this idea that sh- this finishing move is so daunting and crazy. Uh, it becomes a no contest. Uh, Bailey comes out to help. Then Natty shoves Bailey. Uh, and then Natty helps Ember Moon up. So, what did all of this accomplish, Ryan Satin? Uh, so what I think they were trying to accomplish sure. was that, like, Ember and Natty are both. Are both like adding this competitive edge to themselves to try and win at SummerSlam, but okay. they both took it too far. And then Natty, you know, you know, doesn't care about getting disqualified because mm-hmm. she just wants to prove a point that yeah. she, you know, she's got the toughest submission move or whatever. Right. Um, it, it was fine. I really don't think it's like I didn't. I it wasn't like a huge. I don't think it helped anything. Because so I don't, I don't, I don't like, hurt anything either. Well, sure, it was it just kind of like, last night. No, I, it, I mean after Raw. No, I mean it was just kind of like it, it was what it was. Yeah, I right. guess to a certain right. you know, I, I I felt like no one really like gained anything from yeah. it. I mean, I guess Natty looked tough by shoving Bailey afterwards, um, but I mean, oh, yeah, I, I yeah, I, it's hard for me to have a real huge opinion on this because not a lot really like. Occurred. Well, it also just, but no, but I'll say this: it destroys Ember a little bit going into this match with Bailey because a, she gets taken out so quickly by Natty outside the ring. She just took a loss to Alexa Bliss. Uh, you know, she had that back and forth with Bailey earlier, but like now, this is this someone Bailey's supposed to be afraid of? Like, it just doesn't build her up to be this opponent that Bailey should be worried about. And I think that's the mistake they made in this situation. Uh, they sacrificed the Bailey uh, Ember match for. The Natty uh, 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 Becky Lynch match, and I thought that was, I think that that was a bit of a mistake in that's my fair. opinion. So that's that's where I think there's an issue here. Yeah, I get you trying to build up the, the sharpshooter and all that jazz, but I don't know. I just felt I, like it didn't do anything. Yeah, no, I that, that all makes sense to me. Actually, that that I think you nailed that. I also yeah. think if we're looking at like WWE TV logic, yeah, I think. I think Ember Moon's gonna win the title. You do? I think she is. Okay. I think that. I I have this weird feeling that it's okay. that this was just like you said. Everyone was like, "Well, look, Ember Moon's clearly not going to win now." Right, right. And since they put the women's tag titles on Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross yeah. now, I'm really wondering if we finally see Sasha Banks come back. Yeah, or maybe. And and Bailey they- loses the ti- the title to. Right. To uh, Ember Moon, yeah. Ember Moon gets a little bit of a run on That's SmackDown, we, and we and Bailey and Sasha repair uh, things to go towards yeah. the women's tag titles. Yeah, again. we mentioned that last uh, yesterday in the Raw recap, the possibility of that happening. So maybe this is lining up 
in that way. We'll see. I'm not allowed to speculate because it's a SmackDown uh, a SummerSlam <laughs> prediction, so I'm not allowed to No, you can't. I just don't want to do a full preview and take away my content for a whole nother show. Fucking Mr. Pissy Pants <laughs> over here. Bah. All right. Uh, Kevin Owens shows. This is my favorite part of the night. This was fantastic. Kevin Owens coming out and uh, calling out Shane. Shane he says, I cut the music. He doesn't let Mike Rowe even introduce him. Shane comes down. Uh, they have a fun. They have a great back and forth about uh, possibly having Shane uh, put his career on the line. And Shane, this is great. Like, what an interesting swerve to be like. I ain't, I ain't stupid like you. You put it on there. You shot your mouth off. Now your career is on the line. I don't have to do it. You're doing it. So we'll see what happens. And then Shane goes, well, let's uh, give him a preview if you want. We're done talking. They're about to get into it. Elias attacks Owens from behind. Uh, Owens does kind of get the best of him initially, and then they just kind of destroy him. Although, Owens does get a great stunner on the table, but then Shane comes in, flips him on the table, then flips the table onto uh, the announce table, rather, onto Kevin Owens, puts the steel chair there, and does the double kick, which is great. And just for good measure, slaps him on the head three or four times before he's dragged away. Uh, I have two things to talk about, but one, I want to hear what you think. No, you go first. Yeah, really? I love this. Absolutely. This is old school, 90s attitude uh, kind of wrestling, you know? And if you're going to do the Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon kind of uh, like light, you've got to bring a little bit of the ferocity into the situation. I thought Shane, and it was about time that Shane got a little bit over on Kevin Owens because he's kind of been the running, running scared kind of guy over the last few weeks. So to see him get in this situation is great. Doing it, I don't, I think this means Kevin wins, but. This is a fantastic way mm-hmm. to go into it. Second, who is the blonde female referee that was in the 24-7 situation? And she's out here in this. Because she's Jessica fantastic. Carr, I think, is her name. She's fantastic. Other ref- like, Little Nate does a great job as well. But a lot of the other referees are just like, no, no. She is chiming in loudly. What are you doing? That's enough. Get out of here. I love it. I'm so such a fan of it. On the heels of uh, Earl Hebner's daughter refereeing, I love that this woman is refereeing as Earl well. Hebner's daughter is, isn't she refereeing for like uh, one of the uh, uh, federations I saw recently? I don't think so. She's like doing the dance. Who's that referee? That's not his daughter. That's not his daughter? Mm-mm. Oh, I thought her, her name was Hebner at the end. No, Aubrey Turner? I oh, that's my name? bad. Okay, well, either way, I like that these female referees his son, are being his seen son's a referee. Her, huh? His son, her, I'm sorry. His son was a referee Fair for a long time. But I like this idea we see is, more female referees coming into the. This is fun to see in professional wrestling. I like to see it more and more. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, there's a you know Jim Cornette kind of went off about the female referee thing. No, not Jim Cornette. And, oh, and, and, and I and I've seen discussion about it where some people say that like, and this is not my this is the yeah, other yeah, opinion is, that, hearing, is yeah. that like they say that they don't think that a woman a female referee holds the same kind of authority in the ring because these guys could beat her up. And I'm like, that's so silly. They can beat up every referee that's, that's in the right. goddamn yeah, exactly. ring. Who can't beat up little nature? Yeah, that's exactly. such a dumb argument. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm always, so, yeah, I, I think she does a great job, too. I think Aubrey yeah. Turner, I, uh, I think her name's Aubrey Turner, uh, does a great job as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, this segment, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this segment, too. Uh, Kevin Owens is doing a great job in his current role. He's killing yes. it lately. Um, I think that uh, Shane did a good job here, too, of like the same thing of like, why would I do that? Like, of course yeah. I'm not going to do that. My, I, I, I'm Vince McMahon's son. Like, right, right. Know, I, I don't, don't need to, to put my that. career on the line, right, you know? Right. I'm not um, giving up my stakes. I mean, even <laughs> just the fact that he asked Shane to do that was kind of silly, in my opinion. Because yes. you go like, well, why would he ever say yes to that? He has no... And even if he did, he'd clearly just be able to come back, you yeah. know? Was that right? I don't know. Uh, I'm looking right now. What were you looking up? Just looking up the female referee for WWE. Her name is Jessica Carr. I told you. It is? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Is that her? 
Yeah, isn't it Jessica Carr? Scroll down. Kanadi Brink? No. Jessica Heiser. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Jessica Carr. Jessica Carr. Here you go. WWE's first full-time female referee. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. It's always funny. She's got three different names. Her name is actually Kennedy Brink, but Jessica Heiser is an American professional wrestler. She was Jesse K and Kennedy Brink in the ring. It's so, funny. When I yeah. interviewed Ethan Page this week, which I'm going to put up yeah. tomorrow morning, I think, um, he, we got into that of like oh. the wrestlers and their real names and how it gets oh, confusing. Because yeah. like more wrestlers on social media are starting to use their real names yeah. as opposed to their character yes. name. So I was talking to him about like how confusing that gets because like I was always taught to like well don't say their real name if they have a stage name you call them by their real you know they call them by their stage name right, what right, they right. want to be called but then it's like well they were assigned that name so it's a little bit different and then it just gets real confusing and it's a whole it's a whole confusing world out there when it comes to you know shoot names and see stuff. this is why I'm confused Aubrey, Aubrey Edwards, Edwards girl, not Turner. girl Hebner that's why I'm confused I think she's a Hebner it's a, it's a, I mean she's saying. That's clearly not... It says Hebner. Are you serious? What? Am I wrong? I mean, she's clearly not being... Her name is Aubrey Edwards. What's the Hebner? She's calling herself Girl Hebner. Like oh, we- I see what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> you know, these kids with their slang, I don't know. Their drips and their and the Girl dr- Edwards. <laughs> yes, someone brought up a good point. Have you not heard the song Ric Flair Drip? No. I had not heard it. You, it was a, People co-op Ric Flair all the time in the rap world for decades. Yeah, but it was I'm a whole sorry song. I missed one of those It was a whole songs. song about Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah, Ric yeah. Ric Flair drip go woo on a bitch. You never heard that song? No, I haven't heard it. <sighs> man. Come on, Roka. Stop trying to be cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a chance to rap her song on my playlist. <laughs> Uh, people keep wanting me to come out as the outlaw to the Lil Nas X song. The uh, I mean, that would make ride sense. The horses, right? Yeah, we'll see. But don't you have your own theme song? I do. But if I ever go to a live event, maybe I'll come out to that. But anyway, anyway, you guys should use that for your theme. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. waiting for that Dolly Parton remix. Still, <laughs> she's on the next one, apparently. <laughs> yeah, dude. No! Dolly Parton's gonna be on the next one. Oh, that's great. Too bad Tammy Wynette isn't involved. Dolly Parton's she's, better, she's, anyways. Uh, she, whoa, whoa. I know who Don't fucking Tammy Wynette is. No, I'm saying she's died. She died. Oh, oh, I was oh. going to tell you she died. She oh, okay, good. <laughs> Jesus. This guy jumping up and down like crazy. Give him some more coffee, ladies and gentlemen. No, I was, just, I was just tripping through some 90s stuff the other night because Ringer did a fantastic breakdown of 1999 songs. And I remember KLF from 3 a.m. It's not 1999, but it got me thinking, oh, remember KLF? And then I remember they did that song with Tammy Wynette, The Justified and Ancient. I was like, oh, my, what a weird combo. The I, 90s were a strange time. Very strange right? time. Very strange time. I, I love them, but they were, yeah. but the mu- and the music scene was my still my favorite decade. I understand it's controversial. It I is. understand. We it, was had the, this it was the decade I grew up in. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but recently, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it was. But I started listening to like older country music. Yeah, damn like, right, it's good. Well, I I already liked the Hank Williamses and sure, the, sure, sure, all sure. you know all those kinds of people because it's just different than the country uh, yeah. now. It's much more stripped down. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know what it was, but for some reason I landed on Dolly Parton on like a suggested playlist, oh, and yeah. I was like, "That's a good song." And so I started digging through the Dolly. Uh, discography. Yeah. She's got some bangers, dude. Dolly's got some good stuff. Dolly slaps. Yep. There it is. There's another one. Slaps. I don't, I can't even. All right. Anyway, are we done with this KO stuff? We moving on, Sami Zayn? Uh, no, I, I will say okay. this. Uh, well, wait, did he do a stunner on the table? 
Did he do a stunner? Yes, he did. He stunned her on, on Elias. I feel like stunners on the table don't really make any sense. Unless the table breaks, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it was only cool when Stone Cold did it that one time with the camera guy. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, funny because you, know, you see the camera. You know, yeah, I, I, I feel like it just hurts you if you do the table. Like, yes, it does hurt that you. Just hurts, literally the exact same impact, you know? Like, if anything, more impact on you because on your it's spine. your butt and spine yeah. going through and just their knees. Yeah. Just a little tip. That's a fair point. Uh, all right, let's move on. Let's move on to two backstage stuff. Uh, there was one with Sean Benjamin asking if he's going to do the 24 7 time. Hopefully they play this. I don't know where this is going. What? What is this? Maybe. And I, well, and then walked off. And I thought they like gave up on it. Yeah, because they did like if I recall they had two of them like a few weeks ago, yes, right? Like they in did. a row, mm-hmm. and then completely abandoned it. And now it's been brought back up again. Yeah. What is this? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But this is what WWE does. They lay that groundwork and push that kind of stuff. And you're like, where's the, where's the end result? So you hope the end. Maybe this is what Vince wrote back into the SmackDown thing. I want some more Shelton. I I, I think the Shelton thing was, yeah. I mean, it was, I think it was in there from the early get-go, I believe. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know what the deal with the Shelton thing is. I, no, for the weird. life of me, I've been racking my brain, and I probably should just ask around, but I, yeah. sometimes it's like not even. What am I, hey, why are you, they doing this thing with Shelton? It's more just like, I'll just wait and see what happens yeah, but, yeah. And, and talk about it with you. But, but I just, for the life of me, cannot figure out what they're going for yeah, with this. Yeah. I, and, it's a weird situation, for sure. Right? Yeah, I don't know where it's going to go, and it's, especially to do with someone like Shelton. It's not like people are clamoring to see Shelton in the ring again. So people, I was. Although people like Shelton, I don't think people are like, what's Shelton's next move? I've actually you know? been clamoring for Shelton to come into the ring, come back into the ring, because he's one of the few guys in that batch of people that they brought back mm-hmm. at a certain time when, when the brand split happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of those bat- that batch of guys, even though he got hurt and then time passed and he came back where... They haven't really done anything with him. And he is really good in the ring. Like, sure. He's an insanely talented wrestler, and I love watching him wrestle. Um, I would love to f- see – I actually have been wanting to see him, so I am one of those people. Okay. But, but I just – you don't like Sheldon Benjamin wrestling? I don't like Sheldon Benjamin. I'm not looking forward to seeing what Sheldon does next. He hasn't had a consistent thing for quite some time. But that's why I've been wanting one. Because yeah. they brought him back, and what was the point of bringing him back if they weren't going to do anything with him? Uh, WWE does that all the time. I know, What's and the point it's of so frustrating. In? Yeah, I, I mean, look at Rhino. That's fair. I and, get that. And look at Rhino, for example. Like They yeah. were literally going to pay him to stay at home. Yeah. They told him that. And he was like, no, I really want to be on the road again. And they were like, no, no, we just want to pay you to stay at home. Damn, I would pay to stay. I would just gladly take that money, stay at home, get back in full shape, and then come back out on the road. But this desire to be on the road, though, is crazy. I have a question, though. You say yeah. that. Yeah. But he's kind of done that for like at least two years now. Who, Rhino? Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes less is more in the situation. I mean, Rhino was never like the champion. You know what I'm saying? Rhino was a great destructive ECW. force. Yeah, right. But like in the WWE, say, who's a good destructive force? But you see the age is starting to show on or has been showing on Rhino for a little bit. So why not stay home? Maybe adopt a new regiment, come back looking a little different, stronger, more ripped, whatever. And then that when you come back, you're like, oh, for, oh remember Rhino? Oh, this is what he did with his time. But so that's my that's question. Possibility. What if he did that for the past two years and they still didn't want to bring him back to TV? Then that's something else. And they're like, no, no, it's cool. Here's another contract to do it again. Yeah, then it comes. And he feels like, look it, I sat here, I got in shape, right. I did everything. I really want to be on the road. I don't want to sit at home all day. Right, right. I want to be paid to go out. Do you, 
What do you think about that? I think if I was in Rhino's position, how many more years do I have left? If I'm getting paid this kind of money to stay home, then I can create a new business or even start a podcast and start making money off that podcast in addition to the money I'm making now. 43. 43 years old. Okay, yeah. That's what you got to ask yourself. But some guys are lifers. Like, they love it. He love, He probably loves the smell of the crowd, the, the travel, being with the boys. A lot of athletes, and they are athletes, folks, don't can't let go of being in the locker room and being around the boys and feeling the fans. And Well, he said and that. that. I mean, he yeah. said in the interviews he's done where he basically said that he his pitch to them because he was like, no, like, I don't want to stay home. Yeah. I, I only have so much time left. And I want to be on the road in that time that right. I have left because I really do enjoy being in the locker room, being on the road, uh, just as much as I enjoy being in the ring. And so yeah. he, he pitched to them, I believe, um, basically where he was almost like a, uh, a chaperone to a certain degree. Oh, wow. Where he would ride with younger talent for weeks at a time and kind of like give them advice, give them, you know, teach them some lessons, like, you know, make sure they're not like you know, using social media wrong and like kind of like being smart about their careers and things like that. And they were like, no, we don't need you to do that. Wow. Like, and he was like, okay. So then do you think it was smart for him to take, let's, let's say, okay. let's say he was making, let's say they offered him half a million. Yeah. Probably more than that. Yeah. Probably, probably more than that. Okay. Do you think, and he's sad at home wanting to work. Does it make more sense for him to then instead take like I don't know around seven hundred dollars a show for Impact maybe thousand bucks a show maybe if he wants to keep well you mean in ex, you mean like as opposed to keeping that money and staying at home yeah I'd rather do I'd rather keep the money and stay at home because <laughs> yeah. because for the same for the same reason I'm the same way don't worry no, don't of worry course, of course but no, it's not because I'm lazy or don't want to work you, you you people know I I work all the fucking time this idea of for, being forty three years old and you're getting paid to stay home and you got that money. Start studying about investing. Do something with your money at that time. That's what you got to do and start playing. You don't want to end up like those old wrestlers being a greeter at Walmart or being whatever. It's not well, the, he did nothing's buy- against that. Of course, that gentleman saved people at the recent shooting, of course. But this idea of like if you have the opportunity to make uh, you know, uh, a little bit of money, then why not six figures? Why not invest that money? And look at what Well, JBL he did, did invest that money in a, in a, a marina. He okay. bought a marina cool. uh, near where he lives, and he's been working on that, okay. and, and, and uh, that's his side business now right, that right. he's been doing. But I agree with you. I think that at that age, I mean, yeah, you might only have a few years left of wrestling, and you love it, but like yeah. also, what if the wrong thing happens? You, you, you've gotten to a certain point where you don't need to do that. Yeah. Like, you know, like you, just don't, you just don't, you and, know? And you'll be fighting with greener talent who might hurt you yeah. and make a mistake. And if you start to go into the hardcore things, who knows? Look, Terry, you don't end up like Terry Funk, 74 years old and still taking tax on his back and going through barbed wire because he loves it. I guess some people have that desire to be that, but I would advise you not to so that you don't end up like being unable to walk. I mean, uh, what was I re- re- watching a recent interview with uh, an action star? And he said it takes him an hour and a half to get out of bed, an Ugh. hour and a half Ugh. because of all the pain of everything he's gone through uh, and what he has to do to get out an hour and a half. 
pills, stretching, all that jazz just to be able to get out of bed. Well, Kevin right? Nash is doing oh, no, those Hogan. stem cells. It was the Hogan. I was going to say, I yeah, thought, it was the I Hogan interview, the Hogan with, interview with, where with he was Stone talking Cold. about, yeah. An hour and a half, Hogan yeah. has to get a six. And he doesn't, and he isn't anywhere near the, 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 the uh, hardcore matches that Rhino has been involved in. And so you, you look at that and you go, eh, maybe that's a lesson for me. Well, even he said he wished he could go back and change his finishing move. Oh, sure. To a sleeper hold. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, I was like, that makes sense. He was like, then I, I wouldn't have needed a bunch of shoulder, a bunch of surgeries. That's true. On, you know, like it would have. I could have just gotten the sleep roller. He's like, look at these arms yeah. or whatever. Like the mandible claw. There's no damage to your body. No. On the mandible well, claw. he did a, a lot of other damage to his body with moves. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair, and not just moves. Uh, anyway, uh, Sami Zayn comes out to call out Alistair Black back to SmackDown here, and out of nowhere, Alistair Black actually shows up, fights him, defeats him, and in my head, I'm like, well, then why are we having a SummerSlam match? Is this? Down I don't think they're wrestling at SummerSlam. So, they, so this is so they took him off the card and make put the match. Well, they here? never officially added it to the card. Oh, I thought they well, did. Sammy said, "How about I wrestle?" Right. Sammy threw it out there, but Alistair never said yes. Correct. Oh, and also you well, just sucks. you yeah. just breezed by the most ridiculous part of this entire episode. Go ahead. What the f- hell? And I'm not cussing to be nicer about it, but what the hell? Yeah. Was that like coffin promo? Yeah, lying there with the smoke. Who does a promo lying down? Like Mm -hmm. he's like, I am going to fight you now. (laughs) You know, like it looked like a bad vampire movie. Yeah, yeah. I did not like that. I hope I didn't screw up the microphone doing that. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, But I, Alistair Black's whole thing is that he's like cool. Yeah. I mean, yes, he's demonic or whatever. Not demonic. That's the wrong word. He's, like, got this, like, satanic vibe, I mm-hmm. guess. You know, this metal vibe. But that was not cool. Yeah. Like, I understand The Undertaker in his day had some cheesy, you know, things. Oh, sure. But, like... Undertaker always made it work, though. And it's also a different time now. And mm-hmm. when Undertaker uses those elements now, yeah. it's we accept it because we've seen it for... Decades, yep, yep. you know, Alistair Black laying in the coffin on the stage looked so silly. Just yeah. like, why couldn't he have come up first and then just said that and, yeah. on the mic? I, 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 I don't know. I maybe is it just me? Did you not? Were you not as put well, off by it as I was? I, was you, I mean, when you go out, when you come out of the room, the room stuff was getting to be too much already. So having him lie there felt a little bit like the NXT stuff. And then having him come back up like that, NXT stuff. So they're trying to hit all the right beats. Well, he's done the whole up thing the whole time he's been on the main roster. Right, right. But it's been a bit. So seeing him do the lying down thing. No, he doesn't every it time he comes out. It didn't bother I know, but I'm saying it's been a bit since we've oh, seen him Oh, wrestling. I see what you're saying. I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, So I didn't, I didn't mind it. I didn't, it didn't bother me. As much as the, it didn't bother me as much as the Viking experience doing with the red light and the smoke. That thing bothered me way more. Yeah, but this is on the stage. Alistair it's not backstage. Weird. But Alistair's weird. That but just fits, his, like it fits his brand. It's literally like if I was doing this. Oh, I'm not going to break the table, but yeah. I'd be literally like if I was doing this show and I just laid down on the table and started like yeah, talking to you. Do you have like multiple tattoos and have you I been have one sitting tattoo. in one tattoo <laughs> <laughs> on your left butt cheek? Uh, no, but like you, you put him in, you, in, if you were in a room all the time, in a black room all the time, then that would make sense. He's a weird cat. Like that's the, that's the brand of him. And so it didn't bother me. It fit perfectly for what he does. And then he delivered a fantastic... And I was so mad watching... Was, I got so mad watching this match because I was like, you've been depriving us of this man's skills in the ring. He is excellent. An excellent wrestler. And yeah. it's so... 
it just makes me so angry that we have to wait through storylines and him sitting in a freaking room crying and I mean not crying but asking for someone to fight him and I was like just fight man yeah and creative put him in the goddamn ring I don't want to see him in the room any fucking more put him in the ring he's so uh, good I mean I, the room that doesn't bother me as much as the laying down promo but at least okay. we have our own things we don't like about yeah, the fair thing enough. Um, the match was great I yeah. do think that it was I, I, I when I was watching this I was thinking to myself. What's better for these two, pre-show SummerSlam mm. or now? Because that's to me, it seemed like it was going to be added to the pre-show this match, yeah. not the main card. Because I already looked and like the main card is so long. I yeah, mean, there's is. so many matches. You listed it out. And it was, I was so just long, like, oh, right? Shit. I thought the same thing when I listened to it. I have to get up out. at 5 a.m. on Monday morning to watch it after my anniversary stuff this weekend. <laughs> Jamie said, uh, Jamie, my co-host said, should I, he's going to have some people over maybe, and he's like, should I put on a projector in the backyard? I was like, Jamie, it starts at 2 o'clock. <laughs> like, most of the show is going to be during the, half the show is during the day. He's like, oh, that's a good point. Okay. It's so long, you'll be drunk, pass out, wake up, get drunk again before you go home. <laughs> it's that long of a freaking event. <laughs> um... Ultimately, though, I thought, okay, let's say 2 million viewers is the most, right? Sure, sure. sure. Probably two, most, one point, who knows, whatever. That's just, I guess, the actual ratings mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Versus, like, how many people are watching the pre-show? Probably the same amount. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter, I guess, that it's not on one or the other. And I guess here... I don't think the same amount of people watching the pre-show as the main thing. Which, no, 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 as SmackDown. Oh, okay, 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 I see what you're saying. All Do you right. think that's equal? Pre-show to SmackDown? Probably, right? Maybe closer to NXT even, between NXT and SmackDown maybe. Okay. Because I don't think a lot of people watch the pre-show. I think people just go like, look, I'm going to give you four hours of my day. That's what I've been doing historically for my whole life. Are kids watching pre-shows? Possibly. Uh, But like to me, if you're watching pre-shows, you're not covering WWE, it's kind of weird. And there's a reason why they don't put the huge matches on pre-shows because they know not the same amount of people watching the main show. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's the way I look. It's like, oh, how many people are watching the pre-game show of NFL versus the actual game? I think more people are watching the game than they're watching the the, uh, uh, preview show. Fair. No, that makes sense. Um, Well, the pre-show has matches on it, though. It does, but they're not like for the WWE title. And the pre-show is given away for free on all their platforms. It is. It is. So you don't have to have WWE Network to watch it. You can just watch on Twitter. You can watch on YouTube. Look, there's a lot of channels I go watch for free until I don't watch them. Yeah, a lot of people don't TV anymore. That's true. They you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's a good question. Yeah. I, was, I, it, I, I don't have the answer. It's yeah. more something I was wondering while I was watching this. I was thinking, was like, what's, what's better? So then do you think I'm it's sure stats. Yeah. better, more people are watching it if it's SmackDown? Oh, I see what you're trying to do. Oh. Like, I'm wondering, are more people watching on SmackDown or would more people have seen it on the pre-show? I think more people would have seen it on SmackDown than the pre-show. So then it's good that it was on SmackDown, yeah, right, good. at the end of the day, right? It is good. Because they're two awesome wrestlers. Yes. Um, but they didn't get a lot of time. They didn't work a long match. That's the only problem. I right. felt like they should have been given as much time as, like, Rey Mysterio and Andrade were given. Yes. And they didn't. They no. should have. Um, if anything, that was kind of my main issue throughout the whole night yeah and i think that's kind of evident in me not having like a lot to say about some of the things is that everything's made me feeling like there was one extra thing missing like i didn't feel yeah, like i don't disagree with you you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like there was that extra like okay it didn't give me it didn't satisfy me enough like it, right like yeah it satisfied me but it didn't make me go like yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah. It just it, it was it was what it was a lot yep. of these things and i think another thing and we're moving on to it now the firefly funhouse I don't ever need to see another one of these sketches. Oh, get out of here. What? I'm done. Oh, I loved it. Just fight. 
I'm done. Why Go are ahead. you so anti-promos? I just no, that's not a promo. Or that's not a promo. That's a, that's a vignette or something. You're real anti those. Yeah, I did. Well, I, no, I just get to the point where I'm like, okay, once you establish them, cool. Let's move on. But they, they, they're overusing them for so many different wrestlers that I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't want. Like what the Usos do is great because mm. they use the environment, mm. right? What This is a set. There's something else. And so for me, I just or the black room, you know, all of that is kind of stagnant. Whereas the Usos lo- use whatever room they're in to do what they're doing. Walk through it. It's, 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 uh, it's movement. It's mm. active. And I like that. This is stationary. Stationary, I think, is boring after you establish, you do it for a little bit. Going back to it, it just bored. The whole thing about Finn, you know, he's covering up or like the pig eating to cover up his insecurities, which of course is maybe a shot at himself. And then talking about Finn's courage and having the be- fiend come in. And it is the first time we do see the fiend say, let me in. So I guess there is. I think we've seen him say before. Have we? I think so. Okay. I don't remember, but maybe we have. It's notable in that way, I guess. But I, what did this accomplish? It accomplished nothing. So why have it? I, the only thing it accomplished to me is that it was entertaining. Like to me, okay. I was entertained. I, I like all the things are doing with the Firefly Funhouse to me I go like what the fuck is happening and, and, and not like in a way of like what the fuck is happening <laughs> you know like it's not one of those I just go like what you know what I mean like I'm just like what is what is yeah. that like what what's going on there because I feel like if there's anyone in WWE who like understands what's happening it's Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. and I love that I think that and so I yeah I I wasn't bothered by it if anything I applaud things that are, like, out of the box. So, to me, this is so unlike anything we've seen in a long time, in my opinion, that um, I welcome it. I like the Firefly Funhouse things. I think that they're just weird. Because if you talk to me in a year and we still have gotten, like, no advancement and it's still just, like, we don't exactly know what's going on, I'll like it a lot less. I'll be honest with you. Because I feel like... You want a year more of Firefly Funhouse? Yes. If done right, no, 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 not just the same thing. Like I want layers to be pulled back. Like still, yeah, I liked yeah. it initially. It was like we were pulling back layers okay. a little bit, and I want that's to know what's going on because I still think okay. there's more going on than just like a man with his puppets. I think that's a fair criticism, right? Maybe that's my issue with it. Is I need to see something different. Yeah, and it's cool. Okay, if you want to go back into the Firefly Funhouses, for me, this did nothing. It hit the same beats over and over again. That's fair. And, and I would. I think you're right. I think stripping it down a little bit, maybe having his own pets turn against him in a way that he can't. Stop Stop them. Yes. That where his own insecurities come into the, or his own fears come into the situation when he's normal Bray Wyatt and the fiend has to come out to put everybody. But back also in the remember, box. this is the first. Technically, this yeah, is the yeah. first few sure, we've sure, sure, seen. Sure, sure. Fair enough. With the fiend, so yeah. this is really just chapter two, right? Because the chapter one's been all the setup. It's been stuff. a very long chapter. Yes. Yeah, but I feel like it's it's, it's all kind of been. Firefly Funhouse, chapter one is over now, and now he's yeah. like, the fiend is coming to the ring, so we're finally going to learn what the fiend is all about. We still, to this day, all we've seen is him coming to the ring for a brief second, or mm-hmm. him being on the stage for a brief second. We haven't even seen a full entrance yet. So what you're saying is, we've seen the Fellowship of the Ring, which is long and boring, and then now we're into the Two Towers, which is where shit really starts to happen. <laughs> Oh, you agree? Yeah. No one ever says that. Of dude. course, I, I. No one ever says that. I, I have to take the hits all the time no, for it. And I and I. That I'm first finally movie happy. is I, so boring. I, I talk so much shit about Inception that mm. I, the the other I one. I can't go with you on Inception. I, know, I like Inception. I know, but the other one that frustrates me yeah. is the first Lord of the Rings movie. I remember being so mad in theaters yeah. when it was over, and. 
everyone always, oh, it's the best movie. And I would be like, what are you talking about? And it would make me so mad because I just remember, I remember being in theater and he gets to, the, spoiler alert, I guess, yeah. he like gets to that lava or whatever yeah. and then he like is holding it out and then the movie ends and I was just like, what happens? What the fuck? I just watched a three hour trailer for the next Lord of the Rings movie? That's all this is? That's a great way to put it. That's what I want. It was like, I literally, we got no resolution here. Like, and then everyone was like, well, the books. I don't give a fuck about the books. <laughs> like, I just paid money to go see this three hour trailer. What the hell? That's and a fair I, remember, point. I was so mad and I refused to watch the next ones. I'm yeah. like, nope, not wasting my money on that trash again. And then, like, years later, I was homesick mm. and, like, it was like a TNT or TBS was like yeah. all day. <laughs> running run of like Lord of the Rings where it was just all day yeah they used yeah. all day they used to do that and I was like oh, I guess I'll watch the, se- the second one we'll see what happens after he gets to the lava <laughs> and then like when I got when I watched it I said like I, I ended up getting stuck and I watched the whole you know both <laughs> movies at the end of it and I saw all three of them and I went that was pretty good stuff. I liked how that yeah, ended. The second and third movies are not bad. <laughs> no. The first movie is so goddamn boring. <laughs> yeah. Because there's, only, there's two great moments when Gandalf dies and then uh, when we get near the end with what happens to Sean Bean's character. Yeah. Everything else after that bores me to effing tears. Yeah. All this uh, 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 touchy-feely, huggy-wummy stuff. It drives me nuts. Huggy-wummy you know, stuff. All this stuff. Like, Mr. Frodo, I'm going to save you. Uh, it just drives me <laughs> Insane. So you like you don't dislike the second and third one? No, I don't dislike them because there's action. There's stuff yeah, there's things happening. happening. Yeah, there's real cool characters like Treebeard. Saruman gets his own, gets his comeuppance. Yeah. All of that yeah. is great, but it doesn't mean that there aren't incredibly boring scenes. The, like the fight is great as well yeah. in, in in the Hollow. Uh, but the fight, but but the whole stuff with that king. Uh, who's you know making Pippin sing or Mary sing, whoever it is? All of that, the John Noble stuff, bores me to frickin' tears. Yeah, that's fair. That's super fair. Miranda Otto is great when she comes in. It's nice. Although I do think you know, Homie's kind of like using her as uh, a rebound until uh, Liv Tyler shows back up again at the end, <laughs> which I was a little mad about. I'm I'm surprised more female fans don't get mad at the fact that he used her as a rebound. Is that Orlando Jordan's character who does that? I'm trying to remember Orlando, who plays no, that. No, uh, the guy what? from The Matrix? No, no, it's uh, Viggo Mortensen. I, it is, duh, he duh, uses duh, her duh. as a rebound duh, until yes, yes. Uh, uh, Liv Tyler shows back up. It's Viggo Mortensen. They're going to let yeah, it fly. Yeah, of course. That's, of course. That's how it usually works. You know? <laughs> but, you know, but Gimli's my favorite. I won't, That's Gimli's basically me. That's my spirit animal, Gimli. You know, <laughs> yeah, the beer, I feel that. Yeah, I feel yeah, that for yeah, sure. I would yeah, yeah. totally have that. Yeah, my girlfriend loves those movies, and I've all, I'm so glad I've been able to get this off my chest to all of you, because it's one of those things I always have to hold in, but I'll never forget me being in the theater that day, and just like, and then, uh, oh, what the fuck? I had to wait another year? What the fuck? <laughs> to be continued. Fuck you! <laughs> all right. All right. Elias is talking to somebody in the back there. I'm sorry. I don't know who that wrestler is. Chad Gable. Is that Chad Gable? He cut his hair. Oh, he looks so different. Yeah, he cut his hair. He looks really different. Oh, and, I, and he didn't have the jacket on. No. Which he's been wearing. Oh, so that's why I he got all He did look confused. very different. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that, guys. I didn't know who it was. I was like, <laughs> who is this new guy? All right. Like, you're making us look bad. You know, right? Well. Uh, no, he does, look, he does look really different with okay. his hair short. No, he looks so different with his hair short. I think it's okay. a good look for him, too. Yeah, I don't disagree. Certainly, I didn't recognize him, so I don't have to attach him to other things he did before. True. So. That's a good point. Are they setting up an Elias Chad thing, you think? It's weird. They've been set. They've been like... They, similar to Shelton Benjamin, okay. 
they've been doing like uh, yeah, Elias. I mean, Chad was walking around doing that notebook the notebook thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but then we they put him on two hundred five live. Yeah, yeah. But then he like was back on SmackDown. But then he went back to two hundred five live. That's weird. And now he's back on SmackDown with like a sad boy gimmick. Yeah. So I don't know. It was a. Uh, I was very confused by that too. Yep. Um, if it's if this. If we get a Chad Gable push out of this, I will be very happy because yeah, Chad Gable is yep. such a good wrestler. I hope, honestly, Chad Gable and Elias could be a pretty good program. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Could, could be, be a good match. And two guys who need it. Yeah. So it wouldn't be a bad thing. True. Uh, all right, Randy Orton and Kofi, they do a little, uh, Kofi sits down to this kind of a Roman Reigns interview a little bit, but with more highlights about their history. I feel like it was more similar to the Randy Orton Viper one last yeah, week. Yeah, from, from last week, right, exactly. Good point, yeah. So we see there, and we see more highlights of, their interaction. I think the overall theme that you get out of this is that Kofi's saying, I'm a man who wants to be a hero and inspire people to accomplish their dreams. Randy is a guy who wants to bury people and hold people down. Yes. So that's what, you're, that's what this battle is. Two different philosophies clashing in the ring. One good, one evil, depending on your perspective. I honestly believe that this was one of the best videos. This and the Viper one last week was Hands one of the down. best, like feud building videos in a very long time in mm-hmm. WWE. Uh, the Viper one did a good job of making Randy Orton look like this just like guy you that, that is like a force to be reckoned yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this one did a, such a good job of Kofi being like, of just showing what this means to him. And you know, for a long time, for a while we had said we wanted Kofi to stop being like the I finally did it mm-hmm. guy. And I don't think this did that. If anything, this made him feel like almost like a Muhammad Ali when he was like, yeah. they're showing the picture, the videos of him and, you know, in Ghana and just crowds yeah. of people around him and him saying like, I'm doing it for the people like me yeah. who, who, you know, need to have a hero. Like that stuff is like powerful. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, Kofi. Yeah. Like I was watching that just like, that was good. Honestly, I thought it was better than any in-ring segment could have done for this feud. I right. feel like, you know, like we had said, a lot of this stuff had kind of already been built up to where it needed to be for SummerSlam. So it's hard. I felt like it would have, a lot of these things felt like copy and paste almost. Mm-hmm. This one didn't. This one felt like something different. And I felt like an in-ring segment again would have just felt like copy and paste kind of thing. But right. this was a good, just like Kofi looking like a hero. And I totally feel like agree. that's good. He's got to win. He's yeah. got to win on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, he's got to win. They, they can't bring up all the stupid stuff from back in the day and, and all that and not have Kofi win. Well, and that's the thing. And that's what I think I find uh, I find more interesting in this buildup than in the Natty Becky Lynch buildup, right? This is also two people who have a little bit of a history. You got a little more history here with Kofi. and But it's a veteran going up against a longtime veteran going up against a current champion. So to me, this one has been built up a little bit better. So we'll see what the result of the matches are and how the matches come off. So, but yeah, this is great. This great, is great. Great stuff. Yeah. Good job, WB. Uh, yeah, <laughs> kudos. Uh, New Day versus Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Uh, once again, the New Day in another match. They had fought on Raw as well, fighting here against uh, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Remember that they took the belts off those guys. Good match and that really good, good, powerful moves delivered uh, by everybody in this thing. Until in the end, when they look like they might be losing here, Rowan uses the steel steps on Xavier Woods, causes disqualification. While they're beating up uh, Xavier and New Day, we see Roman in the back kind of uh, interrogating Buddy Murphy. Not kind of, fully interrogating Buddy Murphy. Like old school, like, you know, when the cameras are turned off kind of in- <laughs> interrogation. That was my favorite part about it, yeah. is that it was like Jack Bauer on 24 yeah, into the style interrogation, where it was like, 
oh, yeah. you don't want to tell me the answer? Let me t- shut that down. Right. If you wrap this around <laughs> my hand real quick. If you watch it, he turns the body camera off his thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God there was a camera following him from behind. But no, they, they have a back. And, and, you know, it leans into the idea that people were saying Buddy Murphy was yeah. a part of this. So he interrogates him and Buddy says in the end. It was Rowan and Brian. To me, it was kind of a deflating. Well, it is Rowan. It was Rowan. Sorry. To me, it's kind of a deflating revelation because I'm like, what the f- Why? So you, you're going to have to really build this up because neither Brian nor Rowan had any kind of reaction to it when it was revealed in the ring. Brian was just like kind of hands on the hips looking and Rowan was just standing just kind of watching as if they were watching the movie themselves for the first time. Mm-hmm. So it was a weird, weird reveal. I don't know where it's going to lead. Daniel Bryan, did a, Daniel Bryan and Rowan did an interview. Well, Daniel Bryan did the talking after oh, okay. the show too uh, where he basically just said like, how, I, like I, how could you, I, I had nothing to do with it. Like oh. he did say it was not okay. him. Uh, but you know that hasn't been on TV yet or whatever. That was just on on the net, mm-hmm. so to speak. But I, um, I liked the, the match was good. The match was good. The match was good. Hell yeah. Um, and smart just to not have anyone lose. Just mm-hmm. kind of like no contest it. Um, I think that, I think that Daniel Bryan and Rowan makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know there was that different angle they showed on Raw where you could see someone who'd look like Rowan walking away from the scene of the crime. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was already, it was already starting to kind of look like that was the direction they were going. Um, and you can go like, oh, well, if, if you're Daniel Bryan and you go, you lost the title and then you lost the tag titles and, and you wanted to be the planet's champion. Yeah. You wanted to like, you wanted those titles to show as many people as possible the the positives of green green yeah. living mm-hmm. and then his revelation you know he has a revelation that he needs to go bigger than the title right he needs to be the face of the company he needs to take down the face of the company and become the new face of the company that that's my guess yeah. of where they're going okay. uh so that way he can really push his narrative of green living on everyone right um i liked how it all played out though i felt like okay i felt like they made Roman Reigns look very cool. Yeah, he did. Like, the fact they made Roman Reigns look like a, a dirty cop or whatever. Basically. I, yeah, I, I, I liked it. It, mm-hmm. it. I thought that, you know, it was cool for Buddy Murphy, too. Yeah, sure. Get Buddy Murphy getting some camera time, getting mm-hmm. some, uh, pro- I'm assuming a match next week on SmackDown, Buddy Murphy versus Roman Reigns. Sure. Big opportunity for him. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I thought, okay. I thought that the, the, the interrogation stuff really worked for me. I was laughing. I was, and then, you know, tossing him into the table and then like, you know, having to really get into it. And then Buddy Murphy spilling what he did know. Mm-hmm. I thought that worked. I thought yeah. that just like cop movies, just like 24, that's how it is in the movies. So it right. made sense, you know. Um, I felt like Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan will be a fun, I'm, do you think that it's a swerve, so to speak, and that, the reason they said it was Daniel Bryan and Rowan is because it's not Daniel Bryan and Rowan? I, I don't think it's Rowan alone. I think there's not... I don't, by that, I mean, I don't think it's Bryan and Rowan only. I think there's something more sinister at work here, something bigger at work here. God, at least I hope so, because right now, Rowan versus Reigns doesn't excite me in any way, shape, or form. Maybe Daniel Bryan versus Reigns excites me, I guess, is a kind of David versus Goliath in reverse type of situation, sure, but it doesn't excite me. And 
I need something more added to this. Is Buddy part of this? Because why did Buddy see it? Why was Buddy there? Why does Buddy know this stuff? Who else know this? Knows this stuff, you know. So there's more. Tune in to next explore. week to find exactly. out. Exactly, which is what they want. He doesn't have a match at SummerSlam. I haven't looked at the card for it. No, no, Roman. No. All right, so this could possibly. I'm assuming. Right? Gonna, I'm assuming. You, you think it'll interfere in some way with the Bron- Bron- Ryan? They're or, not in a match either. They're not in a match either. No. So this is fascinating. So something, I feel like there's going to be something at SummerSlam, why, some kind of big moment yeah, with the two of them. Yeah, because why send-off show with this if you're not going to call back to it at SummerSlam? That's why I'm thinking there's going to be some sort of third murder attempt at SummerSlam that's even bigger than the last two. It's, ele- it's escalated each time. Right. I feel like we're getting a third murder attempt. Okay. That, that's my guess. Is that's right. why Daniel Bryan and Rowan and, and Roman Reigns aren't on the card, but yeah. they're building whatever this is up so much. Okay. Um, that, 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 that's my guess. Um, I saw another funny theory on the internet of someone saying that um, they, you know, that Rowan also did it for The Rock, just like Rikishi, because that, it has shades of it. Well, it feels it has really shades of it. similar. And you know who The Rock's last match was against? Ro- Roman Reigns. No, no. Oh, oh, John Cena was his last match, wasn't it? No. Nope. Who? Eric motherfucking Rowan. <laughs> Six second loss at WrestleMania. Oh, wow. That's the last match The Rock was in. He beat Rowan in right, six right. seconds at WrestleMania. Right. So Rowan technically has a bone to pick with The Rock. Oh, so he's trying to get to The Rock. <laughs> I'm just saying, it has the shades of I did it for The Rock. It does. What if, he really, what if Rowan did do it for The Rock? Wow. He did. You thong wearing fatty? Uh... <laughs> Oh, The Rock. Um, all right. Well, there you go. That's our SmackDown Live recap and review. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, let us know what you thought about our thoughts on these storylines. What are your thoughts on these storylines on Twitter or on the, in the YouTube comments? Ryan, tell them where they can read, watch, and listen to everything we do. ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's the website where you can find all the stories that we publish at Wrestling Sheet on social media. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the wait, oof, I skip I fucked that up. All right. YouTube.com slash C slash wrestling sheet. That's where you can find all the videos that we put up throughout the week. Uh, that's where you can find the Ron SmackDown recap myself and John Roca. That's where you can find Wrestling Sheet Radio. That's where you can find the interviews that I put up. I recently did one with Big Cass, and I'm gonna have another one that goes up later this week with Ethan Page, who is Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champion. So go make sure you subscribe. Go like. Go comment on the videos. I, <laughs> I, I check them out. I do. I promise. Uh, it helps me out a lot. Also, make sure if you want to listen to all these shows, just search Wrestling Sheet Radio on all the major podcast platforms. There you go. Follow him at Ryan Satin. Follow me at The Roca Says. And we will talk to you next week with a Raw and SmackDown Live recap. Don't forget to tune in Thursday for the Pro Wrestling Sheet. Hear their predictions about SummerSlam. And maybe look for my Twitter. Uh, maybe I'll have something to say. All right. Take care. Bye. ProWrestlingSheet.com. That little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babu, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, 
is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.